Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book, Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. You've read his books. You see him on television. You follow him on social media. And you can listen to him talk about life and retirement right here, right now. He is Pat Struby, and this is Save Your Retirement, presented by Preservation Specialists. It's more likely to get worse than better. That's the forecast for the global economy in the coming months. We'll tell you a little bit more about what analysts are predicting for our economic future and what it means for your retirement. We are so glad you're here with us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I'm Jen Rizak alongside. And Pat, before we get into the rather gloomy forecast for the future... <laughs> I hope all is well with you and your family. Certainly not gloomy in the Struby household. Certainly no, not. no. Well, especially not this time of year. You yeah. know, I mean, Thanksgiving is just an awesome holiday. And the older I get, the more I try to focus on gratitude. And it's so nice to have a holiday that is kind of designed for that, you know. Yeah. So definitely, you know, trying to think about what we're thankful for. And, you know, I've got two older kids that are grownups now, which is crazy to say out loud, but, yeah. uh, you know, it, it complicates getting the family together. So we, we've got some, <laughs> you know, fun plans to see everyone, you know, and have a big meal and all that kind of fun stuff. So excited for the time of year. Oh my goodness. Yeah. When you get to, to where your kids are at that age, where there's like a negotiation for <laughs> how are we going to get the holiday schedule set up? I know, I know in my, for my family, we started this so early and it just seemed unending, but now <laughs> but your oldest, Together. Is that an issue yet, or are you still not, kind of safe there? Not as much with her, but it, it's just more of with my siblings and in-laws yeah. and, and just all of those complicated factors, you know. It, it's all I of do. that. <laughs> it's all of that. And, of course, one, one thing I do want to ask, since we're so close to Thanksgiving, Pat, do you say that you're going to have a little stuffing on the side, or is it dressing on the side? <laughs> you're going to get me in trouble, Where Jen. Do you fall because, on that? yeah, so I grew up in northern Indiana, <laughs> and there was no such thing as dressing no. other than what was on your salad. And right. uh, I have been informed very politely uh, here in, in South Carolina that I'm wrong. <laughs> and um, so there's not a lot of language differences between the Midwest and the South, but there's a few of there's them few. where I've, I've done some double and triple and quadruple takes when someone says something. And uh, like the grocery cart uh, from the Midwest is called a buggy here, yes. which I had also never heard of before. So you just need to be educated. You know, right. I, I don't live in, I don't live in Indiana anymore. I live in South Carolina. That's right. So, so get with it. Well, I, hopefully I danced around that one. Okay. I think you did a great job. And I'll say I grew up saying stuffing as well. But the reality is I've never actually stuffed it into my turkey. I have so not either. what yeah. am I doing? So it's dressing it is. Absolutely. It's probably more accurate. I think so. I think so. Well, 
you know, I, I'm glad we, we stopped and took a moment to talk about the holidays. <laughs> the hustle and the bustle will shift from the hustle and the bustle of the holiday season, which is upon us, to the doom and gloom of the, mm. <laughs> the financial yes. forecast. We've heard there have been some new reports from the International Monetary Fund. They're predicting a rather bleak forecast for 2023. And I have some sound for you today, Pat. International Monetary Fund Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva says it's probably going to continue to get worse. And she says it's even more likely that we will experience a global recession next year. We are further downgrading our growth projections for next year. And we will be flagging that the risks of recession are rising. Not news that anybody really wants to hear, but probably not really anything too surprising, I'm guessing. Right, Pat? Yeah. And of course, we live in the age of information. So when you're trying to figure out, you know, what's the economy doing now? What's it going to do in the future? There is an endless amount of information, right? If you Googled that and then you read every article you found, the future would be over by the time you read about everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would take right. you years to, to right. go through the information. So one of the things that our advisor team does is we kind of divvy up our responsibilities and we each do research on um, investments, on taxes, on the economy and things like that. And one of the things that I, I read recently is uh, from Brian Westbury, who's a very highly esteemed uh, economist. And he actually mentioned that this is just a couple days ago. He mentioned that um, the federal government spent 25% of GDP last year, which I know I'm getting technical there, but that's think of GDP as kind of like the size of how big our economy is. And other than the COVID years, that's the highest since any year since World War II, including during 2007, 2008, 2009, wow. you know, when the economy was really, really bad. And I've always felt like Brian is an extremely intelligent person, but he also tends to, in every way possible, look at the positive. <laughs> and his most recent report was not positive at all. Wow, so yeah. that, that's where it says to me, in my opinion, I think that the government and the Fed and politicians have created a significant part of this inflation problem, and that doesn't go away fast. So we, we've got issues. Uh, we'll be okay in the end, but of course, you know, people want to know what's going to happen in the short term and you know the next year or two, and uh, we're studying that, trying to figure it out. But we definitely know uh, we should not be overly optimistic right now. So let's talk a little bit about advice that you have for people who are concerned about this, about the possibility of a recession, especially if they're getting close to retirement. What do you tell some of those folks? Well, the first thing that I would say, Jen, is depending on your you know, your, your own individual situation, uh, whether it's a recession or not, if you're anxious about that or fearful, I would, I would stop and actually ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. uh, because, the, you know, that's a, a, the recession is a word that the media loves to throw out to scare us, you know. And now maybe if you're in a situation where you're, you're concerned about being downsized, then that's a very realistic, that's an understandable thing. If, you know, they're trying to cut costs by cutting people that are close to retirement age at your work, that's a very real thing. But if you're just worried because they say you should be worried, you know, a, a recession, mm -hmm. you know, recessions happen, you know booms happen, you know, downturns happen, that that's not the end of the world. Um, now, so that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is it is relevant to your investments. And if you have a portfolio for retirement, if you're close to retirement, and you have a portfolio that's focused on things like stocks and bonds, which are affected greatly by a recession, then that's something you really should be aware of and maybe talking to someone like a, like a planner from our office. That's one of the reasons, Jen, that we believe in a sort of extreme diversification, especially 
especially as you get within five or 10 years of retirement, because you don't want everything to be held hostage based on what's going on with the economy today. And and we want we want to be positive in our message to say there are other solutions, there are other options. And um, if you're, you know, 20 or 30 years from retirement, then it's really not something you have to worry about. But as you get into that, you know, retirement red zone, that's something we really want you to be thinking about. And now maybe the perfect time to have someone take a look at your plan and your nest egg and how it's set up for your retirement. If you haven't done that, ever, or if you haven't done that recently, we would urge you to call us at 803-9-RETIRE. For the listeners of the show, we call it a five-step retirement review to review your current situation. And we provide that for listeners of the show at no cost and absolutely no obligation. To get started, you just have to call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And Pat, we also see some new reports that say more people are delaying their retirement because of concerns about the economy and rising costs. What do you say to people who think they might need to put off retirement until the economy improves? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. If you're putting off your retirement because of what's going on in current events, there could be really good reasons for that. And one of the two things you mentioned there, Jen, specifically, I think is a very, very smart reason, which is just the the escalating costs. And I'll, I'll just throw out a just a round number. Let's say, you know, we're talking to someone who's, who's preparing to retire. They say, we, we want to have $5,000 a month in our pockets after taxes every month to spend and do everything we want to do for retirement. And let's say that was their number a few years ago. Well, what is that number now? Is it 6,000? Is it 6,500? I mean, that could be a huge difference, right? So this is something that we do really want people to be thinking about because we don't want you to retire and then have to sit on the couch twiddling your thumbs because you can't afford to do anything. That doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, I don't think yeah. any of us dreams of that retirement. <laughs> so, so that one is very important. Now, are you putting it off just because you're hearing it's a bad economy or that you think, you know, maybe my investments won't do very well in the future? Those are types of things where we really would encourage you to talk to a retirement planner and help you take a look at it because it always comes down to the same two things. What do you want to accomplish in retirement? What's it going to cost? And then what are the resources you have? There are absolutely places outside of stocks and bonds where you can have your money preparing for retirement in retirement and still have some safety, still have some growth, still have some income. Um, so you don't have to go without retiring uh, right now just because you know the markets are very volatile or up and down or, or risky right now. There's always other options out there. You just have to be informed and talking to someone who understands those options and how they might work for you. So let's talk about some of the options for generating income throughout our retirement, Pat. So no matter what's going on with the U.S. and global economy, our income will still be there for us. Yeah. So when we're looking at creating an income plan for anyone who's hoping to retire, of course, as I just mentioned, the first thing we need to know is how much income are you going to need? That's kind of an important part of it, right? (laughs) Part of the puzzle. Uh, And then the second thing is we want to look at what type of income sources do you have? Just about everyone has social security. So we want to figure out a game plan for that. And of course, I know you and I have done entire shows on, you know, trying to make the most out of your social security. What other sources do you have? Do you have a pension? You know, 10 years ago, that was very common. Now it's not very common anymore. For most people, if you're planning on living on anything other than social security, you are building social some type of nest egg. So then the question is, how are you going to generate income off of that in retirement? We could do an entire show on that as well. But I'll say my, my kind of real fast talking point on that is the main thing we want to make sure you're doing is you're not drawing systematically off of a risky investment. So if you have money in the stock market, 
it's going up 20% a year, then it's really easy just to peel some of those gains off every year. But look what's happened this year. The markets are way down, and you can't be counting on that because if you're selling off and when it's down, that means you bought high and you're selling low. It's the exact opposite of what we want. So there are all kinds of other tools out there that you can use to generate income in retirement. And they all have their own pros. They all have their own cons. And everyone's situation is different. So we don't have time to go into all of those particulars today, but there are solutions. And that's the most important thing we want you to know. And you don't have to be subject to the whims of the stock market as far as how much you can actually spend in retirement. You can have peace of mind to know you can put in your notice, you can retire, and then you can collect you know, essentially a paycheck throughout retirement that you don't have to worry about. If you're not sure if you have that type of plan together or if you don't have a retirement income plan, I would urge you to give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. We can provide you with a retirement income analysis at absolutely no cost and no obligation. Getting started is easy to just call us 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. More insights from Pat coming up next. Stay with us. Hi, this is John Farley. For the past 12 years, you've seen me on TV. But before becoming a meteorologist, my first degree was actually in finance. My parents, like a lot of people, didn't know much about the financial world. As a result, they got exploited by some not-so-honest folks. That's why finance has always been a passion of mine. And for the last six years, I've been working with the team at Preservation Specialists to help people just like you plan for your retirement. What I love about Preservation Specialists is that we are locally owned and fiercely independent. That means we simply work for you. If that's what you want in a financial advisor, then give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Don't make the same mistakes my parents did. Work with an advisor who can help get you to and through retirement successfully. 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. Have a question for Pat? Here's an easy new way to ask. Click on the radio tab at retirewithpat.com and record your question directly on the website. That's retirewithpat.com and click on radio. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I'm Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists and he is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. What we're going to be talking about right now is how you can create your very own five-star retirement plan, which sounds very fancy, but of course, when we talk a little bit about stars, we're just having some fun because we all know the five-star rating system for hotels and restaurants and that type of thing. And Pat, I'm sure you've experienced this, the difference in the number of stars you might stay at when you're traveling with your wife versus with your kids. You might shoot for some different <laughs> different accommodations there, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that is so true. Yes. And that goes for, you know, how much leg room on the mm. flight that goes for, yes. you know, the quality of the room. Yeah, there's all different kinds of factors depending on who you're traveling with. That's, oh, that's yeah. very well said. Exactly. And when it comes to restaurants also, uh, because kids don't care. And so you just take them <laughs> to wherever. But, you know, again, I bring it up because we all know, for example, a five-star luxury resort, even if you haven't stayed in many, you know what that looks like, right? You think about the lush greenery and 
the scenic views and the customer service. And then we also all know what that run-of-the-mill roadside motel is like with maybe just one or, or two or hopefully one star. <laughs> but again, we're all familiar with this rating system. And so we want to have a little fun playing off of that here today. Because when you think about your retirement plan, how many stars does it have or would it have when you look at all the things that you've saved and what you've done? How many stars does your retirement plan have? So if we are trying to see how ready we are for retirement, Pat, how do we make sure we have a five-star rating on our retirement? I really like that, Jen. And, and you know, I, I can't miss the chance to tell you that my parents were pretty brand loyal when I was growing up, and oh, Days Inn yes. was our uh, brand of choice. And, yes. you know, I... I remember the first time, I don't even remember why, but I remember the first time we stayed somewhere where they actually had like inside hallways and doorways oh. that didn't go outside. And I, and I thought, oh, wow, this, this is very special. <laughs> yeah. So just a little insight into the Struby uh, childhood. But yeah. yeah, so, you know, the five-star, how to have a five-star rating in retirement, you know, this ties in perfectly with the fact that we believe a well-rounded retirement plan has five key areas. So we, we want to have a reliable income plan. We want to have a plan for managing your nest egg, uh, which for almost all people nowadays includes uh, helping it support your income plan. We need a tax plan to try to minimize any unnecessary taxes in retirement. We need a plan to address health care and different types of insurance in retirement. And then we need an estate planning strategy. So each of those five components would then hopefully, if those are put together properly, I think to your analogy, Jen, we would have a five-star rating on our mm. retirement plan. There you go. There you go. Those are the five stars. Again, having some fun with this, calling them stars, but it's really the five key components of that comprehensive plan. And yours, of course, is the custom-built retirement plan. Let's start with that first star that you talked about, Pat, the first step for building that reliable income plan that really has to be the first box that we check off here, right? Yes, that's right, Jen. And so if to us, if we are considering something a custom-built retirement plan, it, it needs to have all five areas. And I'll mention two steps here. The first thing is the first step to having a solid foundation to your retirement plan is having an income plan. I don't know how anyone is going to retire and feel confident in that or have peace of mind if they have no idea where their income is coming from. That I don't I don't I think everyone would agree with that. So the next thing then is well, how do we make sure we have a reliable income plan? And we and we just believe one of the foundational beliefs we have is the first step is having a written retirement income plan. And I know that may sound silly, but it's really that simple because what it does is it starts off and says, okay, well, we need to think about what type of retirement do you want to have? Do you like the simple things in life? Do you want to maybe go camping uh, in a tent, you know, very inexpensively? Do you want to sit in the rocking chair and sip lemonade? Or do you want to have a much more expensive retirement and travel the world or, you know, buy an expensive place on the lake to be able to enjoy time where all these, you know, we have all these different types of uh, styles. And, you know, the reason we need to know that is we need to know, you know, how much income you're going to need to support that lifestyle. So once we have an idea of what that looks like, now we can look back and say, okay, what are all the pieces of all the different sources of income you have in retirement. And then those are kind of just the building blocks where we're kind of creating that income plan. And, and hopefully it sounds very kind of boring or mundane to have a written retirement income plan, but hopefully that kind of leads us through the idea why it's so important. Right. And and it it makes perfect sense when you talk about that, Pat, and how important it is to have a handle on 
what you want your retirement lifestyle to look like so you can reverse engineer it a little bit, understand what it's going to take to have that lifestyle versus here's what I have. Now I'm going to let that dictate what I can afford to do. So it's a it's definitely a, an approach that a lot of people might not really think about. When we're talking about that income, Pat, let's talk about where that comes from. What are some of the tools for generating that income in retirement? How do we start getting that money out of our savings? Yeah, the uh, it's the, there's an old analogy of a three-legged stool of retirement income. And while the stool is changing, I think it's still a good starting point. So one of those legs is Social Security, uh, which almost everyone has some type of Social Security benefit, at least you or your spouse. And that's an important piece of the plan. And of course, we need to consider, um, you know, the, the health of Social Security, that mm-hmm. which depends on, you know, your age and claiming status and all those types of things. We need to think about the taxes on your Social Security. But that's one key piece. The second one is a pension benefit. And of course, those are disappearing. So if you have one, congratulations. I'm sure you worked hard for it. Uh, but many people don't have that. And that puts more pressure on that third leg, which is your nest egg. How do we generate income off your nest egg? And that's why I, I always say, you know, 20, 30 years ago, there wasn't that much pressure on your nest egg. And now it's increasing and increasing and increasing. And this is why so many people come to us and they're scared and they're concerned about how they can ever retire. And so a lot of time is spent on looking at that nest egg and helping you figure out how are we going to generate income off of that. And of course, Jen, we've done entire shows on that topic. Mm -hmm. But the short version is we don't want to be, depending on growth, risky investments like the stock market for your income. It doesn't mean that those are bad investments, but that's just not specific with income in mind. We want to have things like annuities that have lifetime income guarantees, or we want to have investments that pay steady income, like a a dividend stream or something like that. Those are the things that are going to be much more attractive as we're trying to build that out. And, And of course, I have to say, if you don't have a written retirement income plan, or if you have one and it was developed years ago, you don't have any confidence in it, this is a perfect time to give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. We'll offer a retirement income analysis at absolutely no cost and no obligation for listeners of our show to help you see where you're at and give you a chance to see if you're on track for the retirement of your dreams. Once again, to get started, just call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and we are talking about your five-star retirement plan. Just having some fun playing off of that five-star rating system for hotels and restaurants. The first star of our five-star plan that we need to have is a reliable income plan. The next one is the wealth management strategy. And Pat, I just want you to talk a little bit about the difference between those two things. What is the difference between an income plan and a wealth management strategy? Yeah, so uh, an income plan is kind of helping you figure out how are you going to cover your expenses in retirement and be able to, you know, have that peace of mind to know that you don't have to worry about running out of money. Your wealth management, you know, managing your nest egg investment plan, um, that is, of course, very different how you are um, going to actually allocate those funds. Now that this is one of the things I, I talk about in my newest book, The Retirement Secret, that depends heavily on where you're at in life. If you are 30 years old and starting in your first 401k, um, your investment management strategy is going to be highly different than someone who's walking into our office who's getting ready to retire in six months and is thinking about how do I take this pile of money and live off of it? (laughs) So so those are two very different things. And of course, that's where we always come back to, while it's great to try and get as good a return on your money as possible, the actual point of saving your money is to accomplish your goals. So that's why any 
kind of financial professional should always start with a discussion to back up and talk with you about what are you actually trying to accomplish with your money and then helping you figure out how to accomplish that. And of course, so many of our clients are one year, three, five, seven years from retirement, and they're trying to figure out how do I make sure I make the most out of that to preserve the principal and generate as much income as possible. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the investment side when when we're talking about what's going on with our money in retirement. Should retirees still have part of that invested in the market or, or what should we think about there? Yeah, that's, I mean, should a retiree have money in the stock market? That is one of those uh, eternal questions mm. that we get all the time. And uh, it reminds me of um, one of the uh, quotes that I've, I've read before, which is, um, uh, how risky are stocks? And the answer is, if you're young, not very risky at all. And if you are, um, uh, if you're retired, uh, they actually said it's three mile island risky Ooh, <laughs> because, yikes. because it can, bl- it can blow everything up. Yeah. Right. Wow. And so, um, so the key is again, it may sound incredibly boring, but it's just, it's divvying, divvying things up. It's don't put all your eggs in one basket. And it's also, what's the purpose of your money? And so we love the idea of kind of having money in three different places where you have kind of the safe guaranteed money that's for emergencies and maybe for things like you know, lifetime income from an annuity. You have your growth money because we're hoping you're gonna be around a long time. So we'd love to have some of your money making six, eight, 10, 12% a year. And so the market might be appropriate for that, but that's not for income. And then we have a third world that's kind of in between there. It's kind of like a dividend income world where we're trying to generate higher returns than what a, you know, safe and guaranteed can make, but it's really more income focused. And our clients have really loved that. That's really kind of the entire point behind the book, The Retirement Secret, talking through all the ins and outs of those three areas. And we've gotten great feedback on that. Uh, but th- stopping and thinking about what you're trying to accomplish and then what types of tools can be part of that. Certainly the stock market can be part of it. But I'll tell you, Jen, we want to make sure you don't have too much there and it's not what you're counting on for income. Mm-hmm. And that's what we count on. That's why uh, we know when the market crashes, you know, we don't have clients panicking because they're not dependent all that money for today, you know, that's money that they have for down the road. And so it's all part of having that, you know, confidence in the plan, knowing that you have a plan and knowing that everything's set up properly for you. If you don't have that kind of confidence right now, I would urge you, give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. Be happy to do a retirement investment review for you at absolutely no cost and no obligation as a listener of the show. Once again, that number is 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. Hi, this is John Farley. For the past 12 years, you've seen me on TV. But before becoming a meteorologist, my first degree was actually in finance. My parents, like a lot of people, didn't know much about the financial world. As a result, they got exploited by some not-so-honest folks. That's why finance has always been a passion of mine. And for the last six years, I've been working with the team at Preservation Specialists to help people just like you plan for your retirement. What I love about Preservation Specialists is that we are locally owned and fiercely independent. That means we simply work for you. If that's what you want in a financial advisor, then give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Don't make the same mistakes my parents did Work with an advisor who can help get you to and through retirement successfully. 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation Specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership.
2023 will be here before you know it, and the team at Preservation Specialists can help you prepare for the year ahead. Call them now at 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and today we are talking through your five-star retirement plan Just having a little fun playing off of the five-star rating system for hotels and restaurants. We're all very familiar with that. And Pat, you know, I think we're all just more familiar with the idea and more comfortable with the idea of planning for vacations than we are planning for retirement to begin with. It's really important to plan for retirement, but we do more vacation planning because we know what we're doing. (laughs) We know what we're doing with that, I guess, right? I think there's that. I think there's obviously the more instant gratification. You know, if you're 10 or 20 years from retirement, planning for retirement that's kind of a slog, right? right? And then there's certainly an overwhelm. You know, I've been doing this for so long now. I've heard so many people say, I didn't know where to start, so I didn't, you know? Yes, <laughs> and so, right, right. so there's all, all of those things, I totally get it. But that is absolutely one of the cliches is that we spend way more time planning our vacations than our retirement. And um, we're not saying don't spend time planning your vacation, but maybe chipping a little extra time on the vacation, you know, the retirement might be a good right, idea long term. Right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, there are so many more tools today when you look at something like planning for a vacation. You can go online. It's so much easier now to go in and do all these things on your own. So it's kind of it kind of makes sense that we do it like this. I mean, Pat, you remember you probably weren't the one booking your family vacations when you were a kid, but we didn't have, you know, Travelocity or Expedia when you and I were growing up. You had to go and uh, do you remember? I actually remember we had this catalog. We had like the Holiday Inn or the Days Inn. We oh, had wow. the actual catalog and you could go through the directory it was the worldwide directory you could find all of them and find all their phone numbers wow that's how we we used to have to do this because i collected them and and i i kept them and i would play travel agent when i was a kid and i'd go through the directory that's amazing yeah so i i remember that but now we have all these websites and you can go and you can pull and you can find discounts and you can find ways to save money and it's totally different now Um, We want to do the same thing with our retirement. We want to find ways to save. We want to find ways to get the best bang for our buck. But it's just a little bit more complicated (laughs) with our retirement plans versus our vacations, right? It is. And I have to tell you, that sounds like the kind of things that my mom would have loved to have done. But apparently Days in probably didn't have a book like that. So there was maybe maybe they had like a trifold or something like that. But, um, (laughs) you know, it's funny. I I think of all the different planning and the huge roadmaps that they would bring out and, you know, trace and all these kinds of things. And uh, I have to ask my parents how they booked the hotels because that does sound, now they think about it without the Internet. It's kind of of crazy to think about how you did that. Or they just drove until you found an empty room. I mean, my parents did that a few times, too. We just go and hope hope we that's, found something. That's not the Struby style. We oh. are planners. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, and then my mom knew what mile marker, whatever historical thing was that we oh, had to go yes. stand by and take a picture of. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there's just a flood of flood of memories right now. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we have to get back into our five-star, because we still okay. have three more stars. Oh, goodness. Let's get these stars. We have to talk about the other stars in our five-star plan. The next one is the tax efficiency plan. Again, we're talking about having all of these elements, having that tax efficiency plan. Talk a little bit about what goes into having a strategy to be more efficient on taxes. 
Yeah, so this is really being tax efficient, having a tax plan. This is one of those things, Jen, that that we've always thought had some importance, but as our politicians have been spending like crazy over the years, as our debt as a country has skyrocketed, as the long-term financial problems like Social Security and Medicare haven't been dealt with, this has just been moving up and up and up our priority list. And one of the quotes that I like as a reason for this is, I read this a little while ago in a book, and it said, if you make an extra $1,000 by getting a higher return on your investments, that's a really nice thing to have. You could eventually lose it. But if you save $1,000 on taxes by doing proper tax planning, you've saved that money forever, uh, which is a kind of cool way to look at it. So one of the concepts that we really like to focus on, Jen, is control. And what I mean by that is most of us during our working lives, uh, we would love to get a raise or get a bonus and make more money and you pay more taxes on that. And that's just the way it is, right? You make money, you pay taxes, you make mm-hmm. money, you pay taxes. And maybe there's a little bit you can do with deductions or something. But the bottom line is there's not a whole lot you can do. Retirement is actually strangely completely different because once you retire, if you've saved anything in your nest egg at all, you actually have total control over how much income you're taking and where it's coming from. So you have control over when you claim your social security. If you have pension benefits, you probably have options with that. You have options to save money in your 401k or put it in a Roth IRA, which is taxed differently or a regular investment account. So this is one of the things that we really want to make sure listeners understand is it's about the control of the taxes. So one of the first things we want to do is we want to look at how your nest egg is currently structured because most of the time we've been told just defer the taxes and either A, deal with it later, or B, you'll pay less taxes You know when you're in retirement. And we're finding a lot of people, they actually want to do a lot of stuff in retirement, which means they may not be in a much lower tax mm-hmm. bracket. So maybe deferring everything isn't such a good idea. And as I like to say, Jen, you know, we're all talking about, hey, we're worried about our debt. We're worried that tax rates are going to go up. Well, why are we deferring all our taxes if we think they're going higher in the future? So those are the kinds of discussions we want to be having with people. Those are the kinds of things we want our listeners to be thinking about. Let's think about not only being smart about taxes today, but also down the road. Yeah, it's just one of those things that we want to be able to think about. And Pat, if we don't think about taxes, we could be in for a rude awakening because you look at things like maybe what you've saved in your 401k, what you've saved up, and you think, that's what I have to spend in retirement. Hang on. We got to remember what's going on with our taxes. We don't get to just have that make up the budget for retirement, right? That's right. And I'll use a simple example. Uh, I was just in, in a meeting with someone a couple of days ago, and they have some really good Social Security benefits, and they actually have a really nice pension benefit, which we don't see that often anymore. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, uh, we had set up some of the nest egg to actually have some kind of steady income off of that as well. And I said, you're in a really unique space where we have this really nice kind of baseline. We also run into people where maybe they have one Social Security payment, and then they have, let's say, a million bucks in their 401k and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Well, it's awesome to have a million bucks in your 401k, but guess what? That million dollars really isn't yours, right? Because right? it's going right. to be taxed when you take it out. And now here's the scary thought. Well, right now, for a lot of people, you might be in, let's say, a 22% bracket in retirement. So that means 220000 of that is actually the IRS's money. Mm. But here's the scary thing. What if when you are retired, you're taking that money out? What if the tax is 32% because we have a $30 trillion debt and they finally realize there's nothing we can do about it. We have to start raising taxes. Now, 320000 of that 401k mm. is Uncle Sam's and not yours. That's a really scary thought. Yeah. And that's why we want to be much more proactive about thinking about where you have your money and how do we help you make sure over your lifetime you're paying as little taxes as possible. If you don't have some kind of tax plan for your retirement, 
I would urge you, give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. We can have one of our retirement planners help you do your tax plan for retirement and help you try and see what are the steps you can take to minimize your taxes after you retire. Once again, that number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists. We are walking through the components of our five-star retirement plan. We have a couple more stars to get to before our next break. According to Fidelity, Pat, a 65-year-old couple retiring in 2022 can expect to pay about $315,000 after taxes for health care in retirement, excluding long-term care. So this is another thing that we have to plan for. And Pat, as you were just saying, when you look at what we could potentially have to pay in taxes, plus what we could potentially have to pay in health care costs, it's eating away at our savings. So how do we prepare for this? Yeah, I mean, uh, healthcare costs, we all feel it, right? They're expensive and they're getting more expensive. And thankfully, there's the blessing that many of us are living longer. But of course, that means that uh, we have more healthcare expenses and Mm -hmm. they may be higher too, you know, helping us achieve that longer life. So this is one of those things, there's no simple answer to it. It's part of the income plan, making sure we're budgeting for these types of costs. And then of course, we want to help everyone is different. That's why this is custom built. But depending on your age, when you retire, you know, do we need to be looking at company healthcare? Do we need to look at an individual plan or do we need to look at Medicare and a Medicare supplement? All of those things kind of work uh, with each other. And those are the pieces of the kind of healthcare puzzle that we always look at with all of our clients. Right. And then there's one more piece here, Pat. Not only do we want to overlook healthcare, we want to make sure we think about that as part of our five-star plan. Estate and legacy planning is another piece of this as well, because, Pat, we want to make sure that we have made the right choices with our money. We've preserved it to get us to and through retirement. But then for some people, they want to have something left over for their heirs and loved ones. So talk about where estate and legacy planning fits in here as well. Yeah, that's exactly right, Jen. When we're talking about estate planning, and I'll actually take it one step back from where you went there. I think oh. that most of us, when we think of estate planning, we're thinking of like when I kick the bucket and is there a pile of money or are there assets left over, right? And that's mm-hmm. certainly yes. part of it. But what I've found is the older I get and the more I talk with clients, they may have things they want to pass along, but most people are just trying to figure out how do I make sure I don't go broke? Yeah. And then I'm happy to let everyone have everything that's left over, <laughs> basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what I always want to point out is the estate plan can have tremendous benefits for you, not just for your family. First of all, there's the peace of mind. So many of us have had family or friends where we've seen the family get into fights or arguments mm-hmm. because there wasn't a clear plan. I'm sure, Jen, you probably know yeah. people. I've had it in my family. It's so sad that money comes between people. And if the plan is done properly, it can help protect from that happening. And then the second point I would make out is the estate plan is very much for you, especially, you know, let's say you're married. Well, an estate plan is going to help protect your spouse. Number one, we want to make sure if one of you passes away or if one of you is sick, that your spouse is protected. And that's usually the biggest priority for a lot of our married couples. But then the other thing is part of your estate plan is making sure you have things like a power of attorney. So if one of you is unable to sign for something, you know, if you have a temporary illness, even that's part of that estate plan, just making sure those basic, you know, legal documents are in order. And so rather than thinking all the way to, you know, oh, what if I live to 95 and then pass away and then what does the family get? Bring it back into like your home and making sure you and your loved ones are protected. That's where I always like to start, Jen, with the estate planning is we want to make sure 
certainly we want to make sure that, you know, more money goes to your family and less goes to taxes and probate costs and things like that. But what I really want to do is I want to make sure you and your family are protected and safe. So let's just talk real quickly, Pat, about how you can bring all of this together, that five-star retirement plan that includes all of these pieces, the income plan, wealth management strategy, tax efficiency, health care, estate and legacy. Yeah, so uh, we call that comprehensive plan a custom-built retirement plan because we believe that there's no such thing as a cookie-cutter situation, that everyone's situation is different. And the first step to building a plan like that, we call it our five-step retirement review. And we do that because it covers all five of those areas. And for listeners of our show, there is absolutely no cost and there is no obligation to move forward beyond that. It's our opportunity to get to know you, to help provide you with free information, to help you see where you stand. If you've never done anything like that, we would urge you give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, no cost and no obligation for our five-step retirement review. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury. The most complicated part of Medicare is the Part D prescription program because it's different than previous insurances you've had. So here's what you need to know. First, I encourage you to take a few minutes to understand how these plans work. You've heard terms like donut hole or catastrophic level. You need to understand what these terms mean. Chapter 7 of my book explains this, but you can go online to learn about these plans also. You must check to see if the plan covers your medications and what they cost. You can do this by going to Medicare.gov and use their plan finder tool to search for the best plan based on your medications. This is especially important if you take expensive brand name medications. You can change plans yearly if you like between October 15th until December 7th. Lastly, the pharmacy you use can impact your costs. Plans will have preferred pharmacies that offer lower copayments. Make sure to check to see which pharmacy would be best for you. Please take some time to understand your Medicare options. Medicare, properly designed, will be the best insurance you ever had. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. Hi, this is John Farley. For the past 12 years, you've seen me on TV. But before becoming a meteorologist, my first degree was actually in finance. My parents, like a lot of people, didn't know much about the financial world. As a result, they got exploited by some not-so-honest folks. That's why finance has always been a passion of mine. And for the last six years, I've been working with the team at Preservation Specialists to help people just like you plan for your retirement. What I love about Preservation Specialists is that we are locally owned and fiercely independent. That means we simply work for you. If that's what you want in a financial advisor, then give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Don't make the same mistakes my parents did Work with an advisor who can help get you to and through retirement successfully. 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA and SIPC Advisory Services offered through Arcadios Wealth Preservation Specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. You can schedule a free 15-minute phone consultation with the team at Preservation Specialists right now. Call 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. 
Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And he's feeling a little nervous right now because I'm getting ready to quiz him. This is our time machine segment, which is always fun yes. to go back, Pat, look at a year in recent history, but you don't know what year it is. And I'm going to make you guess. And that's what makes you uncomfortable. Very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> and the stakes are high, right? Because this is public humiliation. If public I get this, humiliation. You know, woefully wrong. That's right. Your pride. It's not multiple choice, right? It's No, it's, yeah. no. You're just going to have to guess. So, But I okay. think I'm going to give you some really solid hints. I'm going to start okay. with the one that I know you don't like and don't want to talk about. Oh, okay. And that is, in this year, Disney's Aristocats was released. And you're not a fan I, of this one. I have heard of that. I love Disney, too. I love Disney, but I don't know anything about that movie. Okay. So I'm going to move on. That's, I'm going to move on. Move right along. Okay, yeah. that's fine. The Beatles broke up. Okay. That's helpful. Is that helpful? Yeah. Okay. Now I've you, got, Do you want me to? I, am I gonna? Do I get more clues or do I? I I'll guessing? give you a couple more okay. unless you okay. want to guess. I'll give no, you. No, no, more. no. Well, I mean, obviously, I want to get all the information I can. Okay. All right. Well, here's another one. Um, this one's got a little audio with it, so let's take a listen here. Mary Tyler Moore debuted in this year. Okay. Were you not so a fan I, of that either? So that was just, so this is helpful because it's clearly just before my time. Yeah, I was yeah. born in 74. I know all about Mary Tyler Moore show, but I have never seen it. Oh. So really? that, helped, that helps me narrow it down. Yes. Okay. So, all right. Okay. I've got one closer. more for you. Okay. All right. Apollo 13's oxygen tank blew up during mm. the third manned lunar landing mission. And that's when Mission Commander Jim Lovell made the most, I think, iconic report just about to Mission Control. Okay, Houston, we've had a problem here. This is Houston, say again, please. Uh, Houston, we've had a problem. We've had a main B bus undervolt. Roger, main B undervolt. Okay, stand by, 13, we're looking at it. Houston. Wow. We have a problem. Wow. We all know it from Tom Hanks saying it in the movie, but that's the real deal right there. That's, wow, that's wild. Okay, so I know one of those better than the others. Okay. So I'm going to go by that, okay? So here's here's my story. So my mom was a huge, huge Beatles fan. She actually went to a concert in Indianapolis uh-huh. at the State Fair. So I heard the records when I was a kid and then kind of forgot about them. And then, you know, they had this new documentary a little while ago that was like, a lot of hours of Beatles, and I was so jazzed to watch it. And I was watching every minute of it, and I was fascinated. And Janelle yes. was like falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure the Beatles broke up. Now, there were a few different little breakups here and there, but I'm going to say 1970. And I think that was like when that, that was right about when that documentary was done. So I'm going to say 1970. All right. You're going to throw yes. in the bell. I'm going to give you the yes. bell. You got it right. You gave me, that was like, right now for me, the Beatles are a cheat code because I'm pretty. A pretty big fan of the Beatles these it's days. A big thing. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad that I could help you um, get to our year. I could have started with things like what things cost in this year, which would have mm. been a little bit, it would have given you an era, I think. But um, let's look at what things cost back in 1970. Okay. Now that we've identified that as our time machine year, gas was 36 cents per gallon. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Far cry from what we have today. Wow. Median price of a new home, $23,450. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's used car prices. A good deal on a used car. Yeah. <laughs> yes. you got a whole house. Yeah. Yeah. Average income back then was $9,400. That was the average oh income goodness. for the whole year. Mm-hmm. This one's interesting, Pat. The inflation rate was 5.84%. So higher than average, but not quite what we're seeing right now. So yeah. a little bit different there. And then the last one, the Dow dropped as low as 631 points. That's where the Dow sat. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> what kind of world were we living in back in 1970, Pat? My goodness. Well, all of those are really interesting when you're thinking of, you know, how things change over time if we're going back to 1970 to today. But the one that sticks out to me is the price of a home being in 1970, Mm -hmm. the average price being $23,000. And it reminds me, Jen, of everyone knows conceptually what inflation is. But if it's one or two or three percent, it's kind of invisible day to day. You know, if milk goes from four dollars a gallon to five dollars a gallon over 10 years, that's not really impacting us. Right. It's Mm -hmm. more so as inflation is going up and then you're starting to see it. But we always talk about, of course, if you're retired for 20 or 30 years, it's going to have a huge impact. But the thing that I wanted to mention is anytime. I think where it really hits home for people, and I think for all of us, you know, a car generally costs a lot less than a house. But if you are standing in front of a room of retirees and you say, by a show of hands, how many people here have paid more for their last car than they did for their first home? And a lot, not everyone, but a lot of people will raise their hand. And I think that's just a kind of a jaw-dropping thing to think about, right? If you think about what you paid for your first house, I can't imagine ever paying that for a car. But that's probably going to happen someday. And so this is just a a classic example of the power of inflation. Absolutely. Well, and you know, Pat, when you talk about spending what you spent on your first home on a car, our first home that my husband and I bought was, it it was, I don't know, I want to say like $95,000, something like that. Yeah, and there are vehicles that are pushing that amount that <laughs> that aren't something crazy. I mean, you're talking yeah. about like a big a big you're pickup, right. you know, something like a a good size like I don't know whatever pickup words are to describe like the <laughs> the big cab size of a car. I'm not the I mean, guy to ask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it is very possible to start to see that for people who aren't even close to retirement yet. So it's pretty wild. The world of retirement planning back in 1970, Pat, this is what I think you'll think is interesting, too. The average monthly Social Security payment back in 1970 was $123. Wow. Yeah, that's where we were. And I think that was right before the COLA became an automated thing. I don't think that it automatically happened based on inflation back then. I think it was a little bit later when that started. But, um, you know, it's a good thing that we've got those adjustments because uh, that really needed to come up over time. It is. It's, it's, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine, you know, the, um, and th- that's a double edged sword, of course, right. in that, like, we desperately need these increases to Social Security. I mean, my goodness, if they didn't raise that for inflation over the last 20 or 30 years, it would be become almost worthless to yeah. us, right? Because yeah. everything is getting more expensive. But on the flip side, that's part of the problem is our politicians haven't solved the math. And right. so we've got more retirees uh, at some point than we do have people working. And of course, the math doesn't make sense there either. So it's creating its own problem that we'll have to eventually resolve. And another thing here, Pat, average life expectancy back in 1970 was around 70 years old. 
today. It's obviously much older than that. But this is why, Pat, you talk about planning for longevity in a different way. That wasn't the same conversation back in 1970. People weren't needing to plan to live for decades after they left their jobs. Yeah, and this is one of those things, Jen, when we talk about life expectancy and how it's changed over time, this is something I did a deep dive into this when I wrote my first book, Save Your Retirement, because the first villain is uh, Lady Longevity, which is you know outliving your money. And what's really interesting about this is if you go back to 1970, the average life expectancy was about 70. The average retirement age was about 65. Now, if you take a married couple, it's about a coin flip that the, at least one of them will live into their 90s, but the average retirement age has actually dropped down to 62. So we go from you know maybe a you know five to seven years of coverage of retirement to now many decades, maybe an average of three decades. I mean that's a massive ballooning of you know how much income that we have to cover in retirement. And of course, I'm sure we're going to talk about the fact that we have less pensions now as well. So this is a perfect storm that's happening as we have more and more need and less resources to help provide that retirement. Yes, yes. With the pension thing, back in 1970, Pat, 26.3 million private sector workers were covered by some kind of pension plan. So that was 45% of all private sector workers had a pension back in the 70s. I don't know the exact numbers for today, but it's a lot less. And then the other thing, Pat, things like 401ks didn't even exist. Didn't exist, yeah. Back in 1970. (laughs) And they weren't needed. You know, that's the thing that's amazing. Yeah. So with a little bit of rounding, let's say you have a married couple that's working in private sector, of course, just means they're not working for the government. And to think that the odds are one of the two of them had a a pension from their employer. So now this now this dual income family has three retirement income sources. They each have social security and then one of them has a pension. I mean, it's shocking to even hear yes. now, Jen, right? Because you have probably less than, I'm guessing less than 10%, maybe 5% of the private sector has a pension. Of course, anyone who still has it, management is in a room somewhere right now trying to figure out how to get rid of it (laughs) because it's just too expensive because we're living too long. And that's just the reality of it. I mean, we have so many clients that retired with a pension and they get notices of either an option to buy it out for a lump sum or they get forced into buying it out or it declares bankruptcy. These companies, you know, when they set up these pensions, they weren't designed to cover 30-year retirements. So the companies have these huge, you know, concerns and risks as well. So as life has changed, as retirement has changed, it affects everyone. And so it's these are things we have to be aware of as we're figuring out how to make sure, of course, our number one goal is to help you retire with peace of mind. And to do that, you have to know you're not going to run out of money. So that's the reason all of these things are important to help us accomplish our ultimate goals. So let's talk a little bit about, Pat, what that process looks like for helping people identify what their goals are. And thankfully, we have some different tools, financial tools today than what was available back in the 70s, because we certainly need to be thinking about and planning for retirement in a little bit of a different way. Just talk about what this process is like and what this looks like for people who need to get serious about preparing for retirement. It's a great point, Jen. If we were trying to do this with 1970 computers, it would be a lot tougher. Oh, (laughs) take some time. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, what happens here is what you've brought to us from 1970 just shows how retirement 
it's a night and day change. I mean, there's nothing that's the same from 1970. You know, someone retiring in 1970 could do that by collecting their social security and collecting their pension and enjoying their retirement for as long as they lived. And that's just not reality for almost everyone these days. So the reason we offer a meeting with one of our planners, which we call a retirement review, it's the reason we do it for listeners of the show at no cost and no obligation, because we want you to help see kind of where you stand. And we don't even have any idea if we'd be able to help, of course, but we're helping you figure out what do you want your retirement to look like? What's it going to cost? And then we want to look at all the resources you have. So that's going to be things like your nest egg, but it's going to be your social security. Do you have pension benefits? What type of insurance do you have? You know, all the different things that are important to you. Do you have legal documents in place to protect your family? And what we're going to come back with is a preliminary retirement analysis to help you see where you stand and where you need to go. And people have told us it's just tremendously valuable. Uh, And even if we never work together after that, you get to take that home and kind of use that to improve your own retirement. So that process is our five-step retirement review. There's no cost and no obligation if you're a listener to the show. To get started, just call 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that number is 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat, and we'll talk to you then. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital member FINRA and SIPC, advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth, preservation specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership.